Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and with me are our co-hosts, Rob, Robbie, and Will. Uh, to preview our topics for today, we're going to be uh, breaking down the new TWAB, which includes things like the rare engram changes and uh, power cap shifts. And then we'll be breaking down the latest new trailer for Witch Queen. And at the very end, we're going to talk our speculations for the new Void 3.0 subclass changes, which uh, I believe they're going to be talking about next week in their next TWAB. So, um, Rob, what's one thing you've been up to this week in Destiny? Uh, well, if anyone caught the stream the other day when I did go on, thank you, Robbie, for for hanging out and, and chatting with me while I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to complete some triumphs uh, before they go away. Like I, I went and finally did a solo legend, uh, not astral alignment. What's the other shattered throne, shattered realm, shattered, whatever it's called. I did one of those like <laughs> legend solo. Um, those are surprisingly difficult i i've i've done a ton of the master lost sectors uh flawless recently trying to get all those triumphs and i can honestly say i think the the shattered astral realm of alignment whatever it's called uh was i maybe i'm like alone on this and i'm just a casual scrub i found it to be one of the more difficult uh challenges just to the point where it was like frustrating and made me want to like rethink my tactic and and loadouts and things like that so i had fun doing that solo um i didn't do it flawless because there's no reason to um and just trying to get some some last minute armor trying to complete a bunch of bounties on all my characters so as soon as uh the witch queen arrives that i can be like a scrub and get my my artifact level up nice and high to get all the mods and stuff so just kind of general maintenance uh, trying to get my Dares of Eternity Zer rank up to uh, 16 so I can get the Forerunner Catalyst. So just just trying to grind out to the end of the season. Oh, and I did... Uh, I, I apologize for this, Robbie. We need, to, we need to get back on D1. There was a guy who posted on Reddit uh, last week asking about how to like get light level in D1. And I messaged him. I was like, hey, if you need help, send me an invite. And he did. And I played with him and I helped him get through like a Nightfall and gave him some advice on like how to get weapon sources of because he was like asking if he could still get hung jury and i was like well you can get these instead um and trying to encourage him on like places he can do so i i did some d1 pvp quite a bit last weekend um just for, for the hell of it as well so uh yeah that was what i did this week sick sounds like a good uh good week to prep for witch queen just getting excited because uh it's just around the corner it's in a month cool exactly uh robbie what's uh one thing you've been up to this week in destiny uh, helping some people with the dungeon, which I cannot stand at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I did do actually the Hawkmoon and the DMT again. I, I don't know. I feel like the, like I'm going to miss them, you know? And we, we'll talk about Sora and all that stuff later on. But uh, it's the last few weeks you have to get three chances at the Hawkmoon instead of just one. So, you know, if you don't have a, a really good Hawk Moon, go for it. And uh, yeah, besides that, honestly, I think I've been playing uh, other things uh, besides a little bit of Destiny here and there. I don't know. I just don't feel like I have... I guess I, I'm going to get on Trials this weekend because that's the only one I'm missing for the moments of Triumph. I need seven wins. It's just every time I think about playing Trials, I just can't. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I can't make myself do it, and I don't know why. But yeah, maybe maybe I got spoiled by Halo or something. 
Will, what's one thing you've been up to this week, Destiny? Um, <laughs> it's like check a couple catalysts I have to do, or I didn't like have to do them, but just get them done. Which ones were you doing? Um, I did the Arbalist one, the Colony one, and then I'm doing Sunshot right now. Cool. Arbalist one's a nice one to have. I use Arbalist oh, all the time. Sunshot, and... dude. Yeah. Sunshot's so much fun with the Catalyst. I love that <laughs> Definitely. So, the first thing we're going to be talking about today is the TWAP. And actually, since we weren't around last week, start off with the first one that came out. And, you know, this is their response to consistent complaints of why are there why can't i generate orbs with said exotic that doesn't have a catalyst or said exotic that had a catalyst but is now completely unattainable etc etc so rob when you read this what was what was your what did you feel uh anger and sadness and kind of just like you know like if you have a kid and they get into a lot of trouble and you're not mad you're just disappointed this is this. This kind of feels like that. Wow. Uh, I I feel like this, I have failed you so. I feel yeah. I kind of like. You blame it, yourself. It, I feel like they completely for, missed for the orbs. I, I no more orbs for you. I feel like they, I feel like they completely missed the the actual core of the feedback, um, and that this. I, there's 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 two parts to unpack to this because I know in a I know in a in a tweet one of or the, a few people mentioned that there's another aspect to something that they're changing that they haven't yet told us about and when when we hear that part it'll make a lot more sense but as a bunch of uh, YouTubers were saying why not give both of those pieces of information at the same time because right now we're spinning our wheels all up in arms and and hilariously pissed off because this. This feels like a step in the wrong direction because now you the the mod slot situation is so severely impacted that a lot of the best mods not a lot of the best but there's a lot of good mod slots that go into your helmet like ammo finders and targeting and now that we're going to have to lose those and have what feels like a limited accessibility to orb generation now you're constantly going to have to be playing now more with your mods in order to, oh, if I go from playing with a hand cannon to a scout rifle, like we don't know what those those mod kind of coverage is going to be. If it's going to be like anything in the kinetic slot, anything that's a primary weapon will produce like we don't know. And I still feel like the the thing that people also wanted, like I don't know about you, but the thing that people wanted with masterworking your exotics is the kill counter on there as well. And that's like not been addressed like people want to know how many kills they've gotten with last word or how many kills they've gotten with thorn and we still don't have that ability and that's like half of the point of the masterwork catalyst like thing like having that kind of like pride with oh i've gotten thousands of kills with x weapon and it's like we still don't have that ability and instead we've we've lost a capability and we're shoving more stuff in the helmet mod slot and they even pointed out in this twab that they're getting rid of some of the ghost mod slots and people were suggesting on like reddit and other places like why not let us put mod slots related to orb generation in the ghost and in fact that kind of like makes sense anyway but it's like it just it feels like something's lost and if that's the case if there's something that we're still not understanding because there's a piece of the puzzle we haven't been told why not tell us right away like those two things should go hand in hand and it just it, this feels like a like a huge just like 
kind of slap in the face and I, I I'm I'm really bummed out that this is like the direction that they're going. But we'll also have to wait and see what the other changes. Yeah, absolutely. I know they've they've got this obsession with, you know, drip feeding things and drip feeding content works in some capacity, but maybe drip feeding uh big news updates isn't the greatest course of action. Right. Um I get what they were going for with this, you know, in the sense that they wanted it to be just this blanket effect that you could apply. I understand that like the easy way out is just like, oh, we'll call it a mod. But, you know, again, this is just, it's very odd. This is the worst stuff. The the stuff I have the biggest complaints about are, are stuff where it's like, not like lack of content things or anything like that, but like just weird design choices that's just like, what were you thinking exactly? Because why isn't it a ghost mod? You know, there, there's very easy fixes to this. And... Right. You know, again, yeah, we don't have more information, but it just seems so weird that, you know, there's there's this very easy fix to it right in front of you and you, you wouldn't do that. And they don't really give a reasoning as to why they didn't do that. It's just it's just hard to wrap your head around and just try and get in their shoes and be like, what what exactly were they thinking when they came up with this? Right. But um, Robbie, what were your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I guess I have the same feelings. I, I really wasn't liking what they were saying. and. Uh... My first idea that came to me when I read that there was something else to it was like, they're going to keep the orb generation on Legendary somehow on weapon crafting. I, I'm not sure, but this is kind of what I think. And uh, I was talking to someone and I was like, maybe it's going to be like D1 or some sort of like skill tree kind of thing. And I know when they, like some people think of crafting is like, I'm going to grab this barrel and I'm going to grab this perk and I'm going to, you know, and put them in a pot and then get a new weapon out of it. But I think crafting in gaming specifically has a lot to do also with skill trees, or that's what comes to mind to me, you know? So, like, D1 is kind of like a skill tree, how you went through the weapon, and it took, like, way longer, because, like, that thing that they said, and that's one thing that dropped me the wrong way, was like, well, if you're just going to play with this gun for, like, you know, half an hour, you don't have to masterwork and just put the mod on. And I'm like, yeah, I, this just cost me, like, a few crystals that I don't care about, you know? Because then I get some of them back when I destroy it if I didn't like it. So I, it, it's not really a problem that needs solving for me. I'd rather just put the crystals in and get my orbs and my legendaries. So I think, yeah, like Rob said, most of the issue was people wanting the kill counter and the orbs on exotics that didn't have catalyst. But then all the legendaries kind of got affected in the way that got people, you know, pissed. And I have a feeling that still there, there's going to be something about weapon crafting so that they can generate orbs. Because, yeah, I, I I don't have space on my helmet. And, and I'm not going to put a mod that does like void weapon orbs because I'm not usually running two void weapon. Like if you go into, you know, master something or a GM or whatever, you want to have variety. You're running different elements. You, you don't want to have the same one. There, there's no scenario where you need only void everybody only or something like that. So, yeah, I don't right. know. I feel like whatever they do is not like going to be better. It's just going to be like less worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll less see. worse. Well that's, said. That's probably best case scenario. I agree. Will, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on this? Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't really affect the way I play. So. I, I'll try it out, I guess. But I'll ever get a gun and think the first thing I need to do is mass work it for the orb generation. That's fair. That's fair. I don't, I don't really I, have anything. I, yeah, I mean, you play more PvP anyway, so I guess orb generation really isn't 
quite yeah, as yeah. It's, it's not like first thought when I get something new that I want to use or try out. Sure. It's just sure. It's sometimes it's not even the super. For me, it's like uh, I, I always <coughs> run like um, I always run protection. So when I'm charged with light, I, I you know I can stand a sniper hit or two or something. So the best way for me to get that is just to you know run over an orb and get that triggered and get charged with light things mm-hmm. like that. So so for me, like the orbs are a small bit of like a lot of my builds mm-hmm. and make them kind of work. Which is why I would master work like a weapon that I'm just gonna try out because if I don't, my whole build is kind of impacted by me not generating as many orbs as i would even if the gun is not so great even if i just want to play with it for a bit and see if i like it or not and again Mm -hmm. the cost is so negligible that you know that that yeah it wasn't really a problem need to be fixed in your eyes who's asking for this like there's way bigger issues in the game than Exactly. I think for the for the exotics, yeah, they they if they would have implemented something for exotics, uh, orb generation and kill counter or something, I don't know. But not for legendaries. I think nobody was asking for it. Just like make it so if you don't have stuff to mass work the gun, then you can put the mods on. But if you can mass work it, then just let it make orbs. <laughs> I don't know why we can't just have both. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's weird. It's very weird. I mean, again, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I feel like we say this all the time. As it's it, this happens quite often. It feels like where it's like, yeah, we have to just wait and see what the next thing they're going to say is. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, another thing that happened in the TWAB in the following TWAB, the January 20th one in better news, they're getting rid of blue drops, generally speaking, at least once you're high enough power level. So, which, it, which is nice to hear. So what they said was, uh, let me pull it up here. Okay, so the Witch Queen, in the Witch Queen, blue rare rewards will stop dropping from playlist activities um, once players have reached the soft cap. Players above the soft cap, which is 1,500 in the Witch Queen, will instead see a slightly increased chance at receiving legendary rewards from these activities or a small amount of legendary shards. So in case you didn't know or you forgot or whatever, getting up to the soft cap is getting all those blue drops and stuff which will increase your power so all those blue drops you get will be like higher power or whatever and you'll keep collecting those and once you hit that soft cap you're no longer going to be getting blue drops from place like playlist activities and stuff so i'll go back around the circle rob what were your thoughts on this new blue drop change uh, feels feels like a step in the right direction um i don't know why it's tied specifically to just playlist active playlist activities um i just think that they should and i think this is kind of the general consensus like obviously the auto dismantle maybe seems like it's not in the cards although that is something that they did uh when rise of iron came out at some point in d1 and year three they were able to make it that if you picked up any green engrams they would just auto dismantle into like weapon parts and and uh whatever like glimmer and all that um and i think everyone was was great about that um in this I don't know why that's not an option. I know it's like a different game, but it seems like it's one of those things that people have been requesting. And at a certain point, blues are not useful at all. And yeah, they can block out your inventory space and cause you to lose ascendant shards and things like that. Um, so it, it feels like it's kind of a bandaid on a, on a bigger problem that should have like a better resolution. This feels good. And maybe 
maybe as you play, you you won't get as many as you are worried that you will. But it just it feels like, like I said, it feels like kind of a bandaid on a problem that that needs like a, a deeper focus and resolution on. OK, I have, a, I have a follow up question then, and it's OK if you don't have an answer to this, but what would then your proposed fix be? The level just- up from the bandaid. Uh, once you hit the, once you get to the point where blues no longer serve a purpose, whatever that 1500 power cap is or whatever, um, if, if they are not in any way helping your ability to advance to the next like power level, uh, they should just auto dismantle like that. That just seems so if you see a blue engram and you go pick it up, it just turns into, uh, well, in this case, they're also getting rid of weapon gunsmith parts so they wouldn't turn into that but like or just like the the way that the game is structured now blues don't serve a purpose uh like they did kind of in the earlier parts of d2 so they they I, like just i'll have them auto dismantle when you pick them up or just not have them be a drop in the game like i know maybe that's what people like where it's like you're you feel like you're always getting something when you're playing the game but if you're just auto dismantling it into weaponsmith parts like you're not really earning anything so like they don't serve a purpose once you get to that that power level or soft cap. So just don't have them drop. Like I, I, if there's still a chance that they could over flood your inventory and cause you to lose ascendant shards because we for some reason have this arbitrary cap of ten in our inventory, like they don't serve a place in the game right now. And, and until they either make blues have like random rolls and make them in more interesting, uh, they don't serve a purpose. So just get rid of them. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I have to agree with you. It's weird that they are getting rid of it from getting rid of them from playlist activities, but they're keeping them like in open world and chests and stuff like that, which is, yeah. which is weird. Cause, cause you're right. They really don't serve a purpose at this point. If, um, if you've, if you've already earned all of them, you can pull them from your inventory at any time. So there's no point in getting other ones. I maybe, and maybe that's the thing. It's like, Oh, well, new players don't maybe have access to these and maybe you want to do some fun. Like, pull a blue from your inventory and play around with it in PVP or something. That's totally fine, but you can pull them from your, your, like your collections tab. Don't have them exist in the wild anymore in any capacity. Yeah, I think, so I think I'm just guessing here, but I think their idea behind it is that they want blues up until the soft cap to serve as like this level fodder basically just while you're leveling up and then it like forces you to use blue stuff and then i think their idea is to make legendaries more meaningful during that time period so like when you do get a legendary it's like oh wow i got a legendary weapon i guess is what they're trying to go for i think because it feels more special at that point but i could be wrong i'm not sure and it's I, kind of weird though with the expansion. It's like think about it like an RPG. It's like we got all this plate armor and we're super powerful, and then just expect us to pick up like whatever robe, you know, dirty robe we find on the road and put it on instead. Right. For a while. So that I think that never feels good in any game. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. It, it does feel like another hard reset where, you know, they they always talk about like wanting to see that progression of your guardian getting more powerful and then they always do this and force yep. you to like pick up random crap on the ground and use that for the first couple of days of the expansion uh will that what about you be like a thing sorry to interrupt oh no you're oh, good go ahead like, just imagine you're this good. just came to mind like, let's say you're playing on these blue father you know 200 levels that we're gonna have 
why not? And again, maybe this would be like super hard to program. I have no idea. One of my guesses is that it's only applied to, to playlists because the game is already so much subdivided into these different elements that it's probably hard to put something in place for everything. But what if you would just level up and whenever you pick up a blue thing, it would auto-infuse the whatever you have on if it's higher. And if it's not, it just disappears. Just for those 200 levels, that is not going to change anything because you're just playing for the story missions and stuff. You cannot do anything endgame yet. So why not just like give us free, you know, upgrade my armor that I'm already wearing for these 200 levels as I play? Yeah. Or, or at the be, very least, make that like an option in the settings or something where you could. Like, yeah, that would be yeah, like a thing I would enjoy more, you know, keep using my armor as I level up. Yeah, I agree. And, and weapons. You know, people have their favorite weapons and stuff, and it encourages encourages you to play the way you want, which is another thing they talk about all the time. The uh, I will I hate again. I feel like I'm always the D1 apologist. <laughs> At least, so like it made sense when the Taken King came out. There was a whole new refresh of actual like blue weapons that would drop, including like that because that was a big deal because sidearms were other than getting Vestian Dynasty in. Uh, the House of Wolves sidearms were a new thing. And so they actually had like blue quality sidearms and all of the weapons dropped as random rolls. So you could actually get blue weapons that were kind of interesting and kind of interesting stop gaps while you were playing through the campaign. And then once you got to that kind of like soft cap and the, the, the power level kind of grinded again, it made sense. But we've had static blue rolls literally the entire lifetime of Destiny 2. So any time that you get any one of those weapons, you don't care at all. Uh, the only time that it was interesting is when we had the weapon change and you had uh, some of those, you know, snipers and shotguns go from like the power slot to the kinetic slot. And so they they actually became kinetic weapons instead of having like energy. That was kind of interesting, but the roles never changed. So unless they give and I know this is like probably a take that nobody wants to hear unless they actually give blue weapons that have random roles. There's there's literally no reason to ever play with them once you get to that that fifteen hundred um, power cap or soft cap. Yeah, like, I remember why they exist. Only. Like I I I wouldn't know what I was doing. Some GM, and I wanted a solar scout. And there there there's a basically like a blue version of the Eternal Blazon that is solar instead of uh, instead of arc. Right. Now now we have a solar one actually that came out that's legendary recently. Right. But this was like, I don't know, a couple seasons ago. And if you pull it from collections, it was lower lower level. So I actually just played some playlists until I got the blue drop so that it would be like a at power level and use that on the GM. But that's literally the only time I have ever looked for a blue. And it wasn't because I need like the reason why I needed it was because there wasn't one like a solar scout that I wanted to use. Right. And uh, and I think like the other times I've seen it is what there was a, a 120 hand cannon that had kill clip on it that was blue and oh, people right. were using that on PvP for a while. And uh, but but yeah, I, I agree that probably the armor, like if you're gonna give us crappy looking armor leveling up, just get rid of it. Maybe the guns, since it's like a new location, a new set of weapons and stuff, getting some blues as you level up just to check them out and see how they work, even if they're static roles, you know, just for those uh, story missions and stuff. It's not too bad as the armor is for me. Because like, then you might end up 
like liking something blue that you played around with, and then you realize that there's a legendary version of it, and you're already into the idea of getting that gone now. Yeah, that's fair. So I have an I have an idea. Tell me what you guys think. This could be really stupid, but I'm curious. So what if at every expansion, instead of getting rid of blues, they updated the blues, like they added new ones? Would that be better? Or do you guys still think they should just get rid of them? Get rid I mean, of them. We don't yeah, ever use that stuff. Just give us more purples. Yeah. Less time into making blues. I don't know why. I'm still using blues right now. Yeah, I don't think anybody. I've, I've never seen anybody using a blue weapon. Maybe like a sword because it's like the highest thing they had. But like other than that, nobody's using blues right now. Any kind of content. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Besides, besides the grind up to the software. Like, but you go out of your way to use them. You know. Well, yeah, but for sure, yeah, that's that's fine. But like after that soft cap, and then like you're not using them in any kind of content that's meaningful. Exactly. Agreed. And stop wasting time on trying to fix Gambit. Yeah, well, just don't even like put the design time. Like, look fucking, you know, like look crazy. Like it's just they're they're blue weapons. We use them to level up. That is literally it. That's true. And then they'll just be discarded as soon as you're high level. Right. Right. That's true. Fair point. It's like about the uh, new PvP content coming to the game. Oh wait. (laughs) Oh damn. Tough. Tough. Updates for a PvP update. What? They haven't ad- they haven't said anything about any new PvP maps, have they? Other than other than they said at map, some point, maybe. yeah, we're gonna, yeah, <laughs> that's what they said. They said at some point oh, we'll they're, 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 they're trying to like sell us with this. Oh, we're bringing two maps. Wait, back they're too well. busy fixing Gambit right now. Didn't you hear on that, the last map? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not PvP is not a priority. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gambit needs some love right now. Dacity. You know, everybody <laughs> loves it. We gotta fix that thing. Um. You know, all the all our resources are being pulled. All those toaster sales, you know, <laughs> everything that we sold is going into Gambit. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just it's so crazy. Like, yeah, because they said we're getting two reprised maps, Who and, maps and, 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 and we're getting one new map. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. Like, but it's you know what's crazy is <laughs> I played. Weekend, that, that means like I'm gonna down a whole bottle of tequila and want to like absolutely just. Shatter dive my PS5. That's the only thing I want to do. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like I I played when I was playing D1 the other day. I was astounded by how many maps there were. Like I I don't think I played the same map twice in my my three or four hour session. I'm not saying all the maps are good, but at least there was like diversity in the maps. I'm so sick of playing uh, Dead Cliffs and getting spawn trapped like That's two so or three. Time. Yeah, I'm sure it is for you, Will. Time. But hey, speaking of, I I would edit this out. Uh, Will, you're you're in the latest cool guy video. What? I I, yeah, I played him. No way. Yeah, yeah. In because he 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 hovers over and shows like who's in the lobby, and yeah, I'm Will is in there. I'm like, oh, that's awesome because he because yeah. he's saying, and it's funny because you always comment on this is whenever you're playing against Xbox people, they're lagging hella hard, and he plays on Xbox, and he says anytime PlayStation people are in the lobby, they're lagging. Yeah. That's true for us. I, no, I, but you know, just, well, you know what the funny, funny part is? Dude, As an it's, Xbox player, yeah, of course. Wait, because I'm the only Xbox player here. Uh, when we play with PC people, they don't lag. Right. Uh, yeah, so PC and Microsoft. Xbox play together really well because obviously both Microsoft. Yeah, I think. I think. Going so the problem is actually you. It's not us. Yeah. 
I mean, I, you know, I, it's just like more of a justification for myself to okay for, you know, absolutely body out on a couple shots. It's easy to say, oh, they're lagging instead of right. Hey, it was just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> right. No, totally. Oh, but he's, yeah, he's wait, a good, but it was, so, that's so fun. he plays on, on console? I thought Cool Guy was PC. No, he's, he's console. Actually, I put oh, him today too. You, yeah, you're right. Wait, today. I got it confused. Oh, was he really? Right. That's he's yeah. console. Yeah, yeah he's he console. Not the game, though, because we were we at a four stack. <laughs> I'm you know, like, when we, he's, he's discussing with fusions. Oh, yeah. Look, he's, he's not good really with them, good. but it was, it was fun. I didn't bag him or anything. So. That's, oh, I that's probably good. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna bag him and chase him around because he's a YouTuber. That's just cringe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, it was it wasn't like a toxic game. No, of course. He's just playing around with fusion. He was also doing the I think it was the Ver- Verity's brow video because he had that on, and I was like, that's weird. But he's got the if he's got the Axiom bolts that loadouts actually those new Axiom bolts, bro. Those are no joke. Yep. Usually you're like you can just slide through them and tank them, you know, and then you just put up a shield, you're fine, or a rift. But those are like those things are insane. Yep. Yeah. And like all the PvP fixes have been good, and just I want to touch on this before I go because I gotta dip out soon. But like I have about a thousand kills on my main ingredient, the one from Zer, and this is like probably the most kills I've ever had in a fusion rifle. And I have to like I feel like I have to change my name whenever I put it on because I don't want anybody to know. But they are. Stupid. Like, you know, I would say for a long time they're broken and whatever, because I don't actually use them. I just get killed by them. But they like actually having put some time in with them, they are insane. You're not using a fusion, like uh, I mean I, I had a fifty kill game in Iron Banner. I actually flipped it. Almost got the I made this for you with the fusion. Wow. Um, but they're just like I don't know, they're insane. I don't, I don't know why they feel all of a sudden so good. Because it's not really the mod, right? Because that only works in PvE. Oh, particle deconstruction. Yeah, that doesn't work in PvP, right? No. Like, but like, why are they so good all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, I think it's just because shotguns have been nerfed pretty heavily. Like, yeah, but, uh, bro, I got a couple faster kills. Faster ones faster too. Like Cartesian coordinates on PvP. Yeah, but he's talking about made ingredient, made which ingredient. they, they, oh, they right, didn't, they didn't touch like that a, archetype oh, at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I, I was. It's, well, it's, it's always. Know. It's always just been a solid. Uh, like option. It's just because things have been pushed down, these have kind of come up to the top. Also, they were hard to get because it was only glacial classum, and then we got the adept uh, plug one and stuff. But this one, kind of like everybody got right, and it's a good role. So. Exactly, it's stupid. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it was, it blew my mind. I was getting kills from certain ranges. I was just like, that's shouldn't be a thing. Yep. I guess because shotguns are so bad now. Or at least not bad, just super more inconsistent than they already were. Yeah. Well, the new shotgun, though, the what's it called? The bad, not the badlander. Badlander. Wastelander. Oh, I think Wastelander. It's, it's my favorite shotgun now with Adia, Adagio, whatever it is. It's kind of, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would 100%. I don't even have like, a great role, and it's, it's good, but it's not like cracked. But uh, Adagio is actually yeah. really fun on a shotgun. What does Adagio do again? It goes down the fire rate, fire. but more damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you're using like a lightweight frame, you're not really, you know, you're not spamming shots. You just basically get an increase in range, or an increase in damage, and we'll kind of transit to an increase in range, too. But right. I don't know. I've, and then the Battler, too. I love that gun. I hated it at first. But it's a fun you game. didn't like it at first? 
Oh, I, it didn't feel good to me because everybody's like, oh, you're supposed to hip fire. It's like, well, I'm on controller. Like, hip firing is not something I'm. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it, I thought it was more of like a PC gun, but then like, once you know, with Halo, like, you keep fire everything, even the sniper sometimes. Right. Like, so for me, yeah. it feels like supernatural going back to the battle rifle. Like, I, I actually never scoped it until I realized, oh, I can scope this thing. Right, right. Well, yeah. like, I, I grew up a Destiny player, not a Halo player because I didn't have an Xbox. So, like, firing things has never felt good to me. And, like, Destiny, when you try to hit fire stuff, it's usually not. <laughs> ideal this one does, I, I don't though. know like this i know one like I, yeah like, like once you kind of figure it out it feels yeah, yeah it's insane it doesn't move it's a laser i got the yeah. actually i've had that one for a while um e blunt one oh, oh i hate you blunt execution using, rounds yes i've been using that with um surcharge on top tree hammers and then that's that's kind of fun to play around with it's not gonna like you know it, and here's the thing though that people don't understand is that because somebody fries a loadout on a YouTube video doesn't mean that you're going to throw it on and absolutely tear up with it. Because like right. most of these people, and like I'm not trying to my own horn, but I could throw on a lot of different things in the game and slay out with it. Yeah. No, I always yeah. said that like a good <clears throat> PvP player is going to beat me with blues, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, but like it's just different for because people will throw something on like, oh, this is terrible, it doesn't work, you know, all this other stuff. But it's like, well, look at, look at who you're watching, you know? I mean, that's a big thing of it too. Or just do anything and then you know you throw it on and you're just not comfortable with it but no, i mean he's a lot of different stuff that happens with perks too because the other day i had this friend was like i got this uh palindrome with overflow blah 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 because i saw it on this youtube video and i was then i saw i played with him he's like you're not picking up any of the green stuff so like you know the fact that you have overflow is not doing anything for you because <laughs> you saw it on a video it doesn't fit your play style you don't play like that so it's not helping you at all i think it was overflow rampage or something Oh yeah, that's that's a good that's a good rule. Yeah, because you run over the green, you reload basically, and then right, you just keep right. going. Um, let's see what else have I. Oh, multi mock. I've actually been using that a lot lately. I think it's OP too. That's the uh, submachine gun, right? Banner, Iron Banner SMG. Yeah, it is. Very yeah, yeah. Good. I don't have a great roll. It's good, good enough. But man, oh man, that thing is a laser beam. I hope we get the cool Iron Banner stuff over you know, dumping in tokens and not getting my you know getting something I don't need. Right. Yeah. I hope, I hope that gets worked sometime in the near because I, I just don't the way that works is just awful. I mean it doesn't feel good when I get my sixteenth forge's pledge with, you know, <laughs> fire grip and something else. It's like, bro. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I think they'll continue to they seem to at least add a couple of weapons every season. Well they, they hinted at uh this season they're not doing it, but I think what season seventeen they're gonna re they're gonna up. They're gonna reevaluate Iron Banner and like that whole system. Oh, okay. so yeah. it is it is lacking. And then they just need to get rid of um, lobby balancing. It's so bad. I can't sell OQ anymore. I, you know, I I don't. I get it. People aren't very good at the game. But like, I, I like I was playing Iron Banner. I had people who were like level four in the season pass and like twelve sixty on my team. And I'm like, what are, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, so so this was this was in the TWAB. They said Iron Banner bounties will not be removed at the end of the season. Bounties acquired and completed at any point during the season will be retained after the Witch Queen. Bounties retained uh, will be capped at thirteen fifty, so you can't get Pinnacle drops right away. Uh, additional note: these bounties will be removed at the end of season sixteen, as Saladin will be taking his turn in our rollout of vendor reworks. So at the launch of Witch Queen, it'll still be the same, but after season sixteen, 
uh, it'll be a new kind of way we do tokens. So presumably we'll have to cash in all our tokens before the end of the season and all that stuff. Yeah, so, uh, one of those again. I see. Yep. Just yeah, we just, just need more more stuff. I'm tired of playing control. Control is so boring now. You, you know, I want rift back. Rift is fun as hell. And then like you know, um, what was it uh, salvage or skirmish? Oh, uh, supremacy. Oh, that's a, I hate supremacy. Oh, um, three v three. about skirmish. The the three the three v three. Yeah, that was skirmish. Yeah, skirmish is really fun. Bring that back too. I mean, I love playing skirmish. I don't so like make make competitive skirmish. That'd be sick. I don't know if uh, if Rift would work in D two, like with the way movement is and how like ridiculous it is. Yeah. I because that was something that I noticed in playing D one this weekend. Like movement is significantly different. Like yeah, you had people who could use uh, everyone call it Gary. Um, shoot, whatever. Uh, the the Twilight Garrison. Um. But that was like the only like super crazy movement exotic besides like Bones of Ao, and and just like your ability to get out of cover is so much easier in D two and and I feel like I don't know I feel like it would just be a madhouse like you'd have to make the maps like twice the size in order for Rift to really work. Um, I, I think I think if it if they just dropped it in with the maps that we have right now, I don't think it would work very well, and I think it would be just a nightmare trying to make any kind of progress with the rift yeah i guess that's fair but i wouldn't play it as like a competitive you know it was no, definitely like, not with some buddies i don't know i thought rift was a lot of fun i i really like rift but i think it just i i think movement's a little weird you're right probably now. right though yeah they, they would have to do some stuff i, I want to see come oh go ahead i was gonna say the ability changes have been good but i, I agree still like they fix they're fixing symptoms like we, we need an over like some archetypes of guns right now that are just like Lawrence just so busted. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um Aperon's busted. DMT, I don't know for what reason that got a gun or got a nerf or a buff, but and oh man. Thing is OP and I can't use it. Um I tried to use it the other day and I was I was just like, bro, like, this is yeah, I can't use it either. I'm awful with it. Robbie, Robbie favorite. can attest to that. He saw me playing, yeah. like trying. I <laughs> you keep ADSing it, like that. Well, so I so much aim assist. I kept ADSing it too. People are like, oh, you got a hip fire. I'm like, bro, I cannot. Yeah, get you got a hip fire. <laughs> it's it's busted when you hip fire. Yeah. Well, I found out really quick that that is not my gun. So yeah, same with me. I would love to see combined arms come back as a yeah. game. Well, we don't we don't have any maps that are remotely large enough for that. Is that this is true. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the like problem. Big team battle, yeah. Like, well, and that was the thing is I. So last week, the the kind of the the play or the the playlist to get the the free chest for the week for D one was combined arms. So I did a few matches of combined arms, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, like vehicle combat does have a place in the game, and it is entertaining in terms of like just you know bare bones, like ridiculous people doing crazy snipe lanes. And scout rifles actually have a chance to shine. Like there's some maps that kind of worked in D1, but it, it just the like we don't have any of the infrastructure right now that could support these game styles in D2. Like everything is still, I would say, sort of like a symptom or a side effect of these like the 4v4 style of of game that the the game launched with, and it just doesn't support like long range, and it sucks. Because it's like, I love using Jade Rabbit. I love using Scouts. 
but they just you can't use them in most PvP maps. I disagree. That besides like Midtown. <laughs> yeah, but I, I but I don't want to like as if it just get bigger maps. I think it's just going to be people throwing a pulse that don't move because the game is already hella slow right now. Without the updates, the game already plays extremely slow. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's just it's almost like scouts just but, don't but belong the, in the in PvP. Well, I I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I I can make a scout work, but then again, that's, you know, it's there for everybody. But I, I think what we need is less crap in the middle of the maps. I think the maps are just too. There's too much in them. I think the size is fine. There's just too much stuff in the middle. Too many hallways. Too many different weird. I, I think that's the thing. They're just over cluttered. So that's and there's too yeah, too much too, too much easy like ways to kind of buy. Well, just like cover, like you you know like yeah. Scout rifle, you need to get somebody out in the open. But like these maps are so clustered, there's so much cover, there's so much just weird, you know, just I don't I don't know. I just think they're over cluttered. I don't think the map size is the problem. I think if we saw like for example, um Exodus Blue, I hate that map. Because like you can't ever like gunfights, like the the window of gunfights is so slim that and with people's movement now, like they're in and out of cover so quick, which is fine. Like that's how people are supposed to be playing, but there's just too much clutter on the map. Yeah. People like people have a way to get to you, get them like get up close to you without even having to like themselves at risk. Yeah, it's too forgiving for for yeah. that kind of yeah, I, I agree with that. Like there's definitely certain maps that maybe would have done better as kind of potential long range type maps, but it's just there was too much opportunity to to get in close with the shotgun that it sort of defeats the whole purpose of it. Yeah, because you're you're not running across a big space. You're just like sliding in from cover to cover to cover, or jumping over, or jumping up, and you know, right. Doesn't matter. It's just there's too much stuff on the map to just play behind. Yep, so that's my Agreed. problem. I think the map size is okay. I don't want to just get you know we get the moon map back and it's just everybody is just sitting in the back of spawn, not moving, not breathing, DMT and you know whatever. Right. It's not like that's not fun. I think just the clutter and like the make the aggressive play like more you know, or reward than it is right now like or like for anom- like anomaly for example that map is so easy to shotgun on right you just sit in a corner or slide in and you can't nobody can move a move map right. is way too cluttered right um, and i think a lot of these maps are not good for sixes either oh i agree yeah what do you guys think about that like what happened, for example, because I feel like on trial sometimes it becomes like a stalemate because it's three on three, and then on six and and six v six, sometimes I'm I'm having like a good you know gunfight, and then I just get sandwiched or someone else just picks me off right after. Do you think going back to four v four in general for both trials and quick play would be like a move to you know try out again? I'd be down for four v four and everything. Uh, I I'm not disagreeing with you. But my OCD hates the idea of having six man activities, three man activities, and four man activities. Like because there 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 were times during the launch of D2 where it's like, hey, we would just do a raid. There were six of us, we're all done. Hey, we want to decompress. Oh, we want to do PvP. Oh, well, two of us have to leave because we can't do six or we can't split into two groups. So two people inevitably get the shaft. And I know that's like kind of an edge case. But it's kind of annoying when it doesn't have like an even denominator of of people that can can go do activity like that. That really bothered me that you had six man activities and four man activities and like those two don't. And it's like a silly thing, but it's a it's a critique that I think kind of bothers me. And I I would hate if we went back to four v four. Just really quick before I before I have to dip out of here. 
Um, and I know this probably isn't like a great example because it's Call of Duty, but what they do in Vanguard, which is actually pretty cool, is you can pick sizing of like what you want to play. So like they have different like assault, there's assault, there's another one that's like but and and every single one you pick, like the size of the map in the lobby, it tells you like the pacing of how it's gonna play and like, you know, people it is. I don't uh-huh. know if that's something they should look at, but uh, Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. At least I mean, it tells you. And like, if you go on the quick play, it can switch, so you can play right, the yeah, you can, four you and can eight b eight, and then six b six. Select what and it just kind of does it randomly for you. Yeah, six b six, forty four, thirty three. It's but, pretty fun. I don't know. Just, okay, that's kind of neat. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that game, you know, it wouldn't <laughs> locate my game off of it because it's not doing so hot. But I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I would love to see more like wide open maps, like. Blood Gulch or something, yeah. you know, stuff like stuff like that, and like Ragnarok, and Halo Four is another example of that. Mm. Well, I big wide stuff. Play the pit forever. Guys, I gotta dip out. So. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, See ya. All right, do we want to move on to the uh, wrap up the TWAB? Uh, what else is there well, to talk we about? Can, the TWAB? We can jump into like DMT since we were talking about oh, yeah. yep. DMT and, and the Hawk Moon are going to now be offered by Sir on a weekly basis. Uh, so it's going to have, you know, something on stock. What I don't get, like, first thing I mentioned before was, like, the Hawk Moon now is going to be one per week instead of three per week, which I guess is okay because that's the way the DMT was and, you know, that's the way the thing was going on anyway. Like, I, I don't think they uh, expect how, like, three chances per week most people don't actually run it three times per week i used to until i got one of my god rolls i wanted um the one question i have is like are we all gonna get the same ones because i'm assuming yes and if so is it gonna come to a point where like the one week that it's out the god roll uh everybody's gonna get it because everybody saw it on twitter and youtube and right. anywhere else and that's it you're done with it forever or and this would be more interesting. And this is like, you know, hoping, obviously, without any expectations that this is going to be right. But everybody gets a different role. You get mm. one per week, but it's randomized for you. No, I, I think it's going to be the main ingredient thing where there's going to be that one week where it's going to have the perfect, like, it's going to have Vorpal and it's going to have Accurized and it's going to have Arrowhead and like, or, you know, whatever that, that quote unquote God role is. And that's going to be, yeah, there's going to be 19,000 YouTube videos of like with with the clickbaity, you know, uh, but like window grabs of like this is going to be the God roll for everybody. And then there's going to be that week in Crucible where everyone's running the exact same DMT. And that's I that's what I think it's going to be. I think so, too. But I'm also in the camp that's hoping for what Robbie's proposing. That would be awesome. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, which sucks. No, yeah, I, I think the same as you. I was just thinking, like, this would be so much better because since he's never really, well, he does sell exotics and they have random rolls because they are, you know, like random stats on, on, the, on the armor. Uh, but he's never really sold an exotic weapon that had, you know, random rolls. And so this would be like a chance to do something different. And that's why I'm right. kind of hoping for something like that, something different. But I also agree that it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, but that would be cool. Are you guys at least happy that Hawkmoon and DMT are getting some sort of accessibility post their missions getting removed? Yeah. I I, I mean, I agree with you, Robbie, that I'm bummed out that the levels are going away. Like, I 
that was one of the other things you asked me what I did this week that I forgot to mention is I did I I got all the the hidden uh, storage things in the presage mission. So I like went through and I found like I finally unlocked the crown of sorrow and got that little piece of like dialogue and all that stuff. It's um, such a bummer that you only get to see that once. Well, I, I saw know. it twice because uh, one time I ran it with someone that opened it. Oh, nice. Um, but but it's like you know it's so cool to watch, especially for me that I was it was like a point where I was getting into the one and learning all that lore and all that stuff, and and you only get to see it once. So yeah, that's, that's kind of a, right. That's um, awesome. so I I I'm bummed out fundamentally that those missions are going away. Um, I still feel like it's like an unnecessary thing to remove, but you know they they're making their decisions. Um. But I think at least, you know, the biggest concern was like, oh, well, if you weren't around during Beyond Light to play and get access to Hawkmoon and DMT, at least this feels like a good solution to the concept of like, at least it's going to be a different role every week. And hell, the idea of like, I, like the I'm I'm pretty happy with the two Hawkmoon roles that I have. Like I have a Killing Wind and I have a Rangefinder one that both have like good recoil direction and good range and all that. And I like I like using both of them kind of back and forth. But there's always kind of in the back of my mind, like, well, maybe I could have gotten a better role or maybe some people have gotten just terrible RNG. Like they've run it weekend, week out, and they've gotten just a horrible role every time they've done it. And at least this kind of feels like somewhat of a we'll call it bad luck protection that if there is going to be that week where finally there's a good role on it, you can at least get it and feel satisfied that you didn't miss out because, you know you didn't get it that yeah. that one you were looking for so yeah i i'm kind of bummed out that it's not going to be random for every person i really do think that that's a neat idea and i think would be worthwhile i'm glad at least there's something that that gives people an opportunity to get a role that maybe they never had the opportunity to get and two things i have to add because uh, i was talking again to to another friend about this is you you just need beyond light to get them now so if you have beyond light or you're gonna get beyond light but you never bought the season for it now you can get Hawkmoon and dmt right so people who never bought those seasons are gonna be able to get those two weapons now so and and my friend was like it's kind of funny how they think so much about the people who never paid for the content but at the same time i was more on the camp of like, it's okay because people who jump on the game for the first time, like me, got a bunch of weapons from the kiosk that you probably paid for with the seasons and I didn't. Right. I had to kind of play and get the shards and, and, and the ciphers, whatever, to get them. But but the, those uh, static things, are, they should be kind of for everybody. And this one, yeah, it's not static, but still an exotic. So I think everybody should have access to it. Yeah. And the second thing is that I'm happy that at least, and again, this is not me in that situation, but it was me one year ago because I started playing, you know, in between Christmas and New Year's. And it was me in that situation of like, and now I, I'm in that situation with the Whisper, with the Ford Horseman, all those weapons that have no catalyst because the missions went away. Right. And on this this time, this occasion, I actually thought about that. So those catalysts are going to drop from playlist activities for people who do get the weapons for the first time. Yep. So they will still have access to those catalysts right away. So I think yeah. that's a really good change. Yeah, I I I think it's silly to ever to ever want content or want certain items gated <sighs> off from people because they weren't around at a certain time. Like 
I, I the fact that you you've been playing for a year and you've never had the opportunity to get the Whisper of the Worm Catalyst, like that's such a bummer because that weapon's you know full potential isn't unlocked until you get that that catalyst, and it's kind of a like it's absurd to think that just because you weren't around at a certain time period, you don't have access to certain weapons and get to enjoy them and experience them. And that's always going to be kind of also the problem with this, this concept of a live service game, because the game's also always being updated. And what was good this season may not be good next season, just because it gets nerfed or something better comes out, but you should always be allowed to eventually gain access to those weapons. And just to, to gate someone off because they weren't around that particular year. It's like, well, maybe they were got burned out and they didn't want to play that particular year. It's like, they should be able to go back and, and get access to that content and be able to play that. Well, maybe not the content cause it goes away into the vault, but at least getting to experience those weapons and, and kind of, you know, so, and ultimately that sense of like, you know, what if we get to a point where there's a weapon that's just so OP in trials of Osiris that unless you have it, you're not going to be able to compete. And that's kind of how Felwinter's Alive felt for a long time is like that shotgun was so much better than every other shotgun that if you didn't have it, you were behind. And like, you can't have that kind of stuff happen uh, in a game like this. And so it's good that like, finally these catalysts are coming back and, and just that there's at least some solution for people to get access to Hawkmoon and, and DMT. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward because I remember, Robbie, you were complaining about, you know, Whisper of the Worm's catalyst being, you know, unobtainable and stuff like that. So it's nice that they're finally coming back, I guess, better late than never. But uh, I, I'm interested to see what the new requirements are going to be as well. It's probably just going to be like kill stuff, but, but that, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do because I, I know that one was like open certain thing, kind of like the caches and stuff the dmt right which again like most people would get like i got it done on the first week before i had to open all of them afterward uh but yeah still like i don't think it's a problem i i would i i hate uh to hear when people are like calling it kind of like a rite of passage you know like oh but you didn't get it the right way uh, and stuff yeah who cares i mean yeah exactly and i still yeah. I, I like the sniper enough that i use it kind of often um, especially with theirs, when I got like the sniper missions, I use the whisper because if I use a special ammo one, you know, when you get the horse's favor, right. your ammo doesn't get, you know, replenished, but it does on the heavy. Oh, so yeah. I've been using the whisper specifically to get my sniper kills because I basically have infinite ammo for it. Mm-hmm. And even with the catalyst, I enjoy it. So, so yeah, that, that's one that I've been really looking forward to and I'm happy coming back. That's awesome. So I will just, because this is an interesting subject, so I'm going to say I'm with you guys, but to play devil's advocate here, I'm going to say I do understand where they're coming from when they want certain things to be gated off. Not that I think it's a healthy practice, but I understand that, you know, when something is unattainable to us, you know, some players, it gives it a sense of like exclusivity. So I agree with you. You I know, what you have in your collection means you. something. Yeah. And I think the problem lies in the fact that you're gating off, like you're saying, uh, important like gameplay related things, like really OP stuff. But I think the it's whole concept about of the OP stuff is like Glacial Classroom is gated to Christmas, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it's more about, for me, it's like the exotics should be open to everybody because the gunplay and those exotics are kind of the flavor of the whole game. Like that's the whole point of Destiny. You know, all the lore is based on them and everything is like tied to the exotics. 
But you still have like like when I would see people wearing the cosmetics from Halloween before I ever played the Halloween season, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's so cool, and that only comes out from Halloween and stuff. And and they get that, and and you get those weapons that that are older, and you get those ornaments that are older. I guess that now we're getting some of them back to turn into ornaments, which is a good thing in a way. But there's still like other stuff that is gated in you know titles. I don't know. You have a bunch of stuff that shows your age as a player. And yeah. exotics don't, and they will never show your age as a player. I right. don't think. So yeah, I, I'm right That's there with like you. an exception for me with you, but I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I think exotics should be, you know, available to everybody. But I think the one thing I have like no problem being like gated off and you know exclusive to certain time periods or whatever is cosmetics. I think that's the perfect place to practice that. But yeah, yeah I agree. Ex exotics should be available to everyone as well because they they are like you're saying, kind of the lifeblood of at least the gunplay of the game so especially when you have the the and i think and i think they've learned their lesson but we're never going to have the d1 year one problem of must have gallahorn right like that's yeah, right that's that's something that will always kind of stain that year of the accessibility to get into raids should not be gated by whether or not you were around at a certain time period to unlock a certain exotic that's no longer available and like that that i think is the the key element to that is, yeah, I think so. you'll, you'll you'll never have legendaries have that level of like kind of control over like LFG groups and accessibility to play uh, all all hand cannons at the end of the day are pretty inconsequential of like what their range stat and their base stats are in like a PVE environment. And so like none of that kind of stuff will really have any kind of long term effects. But having something as ridiculously powerful as Galahorn was in year one, like that can't that can't happen and that can't be a restriction to the game overall for sure yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that on the on the ornaments for the seasonal weapons the legendaries like now we have to unlock them with the ascendancy and stuff but before you know you you get the those ornaments for the strikes the gambit and the crucible right and those will always show your age and i think that's a good place to put those things because yes. i every time i see someone with the Oh, what's that auto rifle? The the void one that everybody loves. I for oh gnawing forgotten. hunger, gnawing hunger. Every time yeah. I see someone with the gnawing hunger ornament, like that looks so much cooler than the normal one. And and every time I see someone with that, I know that they've been playing for a long time, and I'll never be able to get that ornament. So you know those things have, a play. and they could live also with with legendary. And I think they will just like that with those seasonal. Yeah, sure. I think legendaries are fine. Yeah, you know, as much as I want, like a subsistence reservoir burst glaciochasm, like my life is not going to change if I don't have it. And I can right. still look at people and be like, oh, yeah, that's super cool that you have that and be kind of jealous and be like, right. that's really neat. And then, but like, like you were saying with exotics, you know, th those are the things like you build your entire loadouts around. Right. You know, sometimes, but they are kind of like the core of like builds and stuff like that. And, they're they're very unique and they and they they are set apart from like hand cannons, just a basic legendary hand cannon and stuff like that. So, I think right. those are important for all players to have access to. So that that's good. Um, albeit a little late that we're getting um, catalysts and stuff for these things, but right. but better late than never. So I think now is a good time to shift topics here, and we're going to talk um, about the new Witch Queen trailer. We're going to be breaking down a little bit. This shouldn't be too long but i thought it'd be no. kind of fun to, fun to break down so i wrote some notes on it i just went back and rewatched before we watched the show so you guys are welcome to pull up the video and 
uh, watch along or whatever. But I did, I did have a couple things to point out. No, nothing terribly insane. I'm sure uh, Bife has some like lore video where he points out a bunch of things I didn't catch. But um, at the 29 second mark of the new trailer, there's like this. It does not look very Savathun Hive Throne Worldy at all. It kind of looks like the Deepstone Crypt. There's a lot of like squares in there, and it looks very much like a human designed area. So I was I was curious what that was. You said it's second twenty nine. Yes. Oh yes. yeah, I'm looking at it now. You see what I'm saying? I yeah. That looks interesting to me. I don't think we've seen that in any previous trailer. I could be wrong, but that that. That seems unique. It does. It's got like a Deepstone Crypt vibe, you know. Well, one yeah. thing that was theorized was that the, the Bray girl was gonna have to do something with the War Mind, right? Yes. And I'm actually. I hope so because I love that story, and it never really had like an ending. So, right. Hopefully, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Rasputin will become an EXO at, at some point or whatever. But by by, uh, by grace of Anna Bray, um, and looking at that that 29 second mark. So there's a pyramid in the background. There's a right. lot of squares, and squares are not a shape often used in hive architecture. Right. Um, yeah, it looks very weird. But it, it, so maybe it's not in Southland's throne world? I don't know. I mean, we don't even know how our throne world works, but it does look like it's kind of a conglomeration of different locations kind of fused yeah. into one dreamscape. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what that's all about. Um, that's a little... That's something I, I wanted to point out is at the beginning of the trailer, it shows a bunch of different environments of like, it's like the, we'll call it second, like, uh, 12, well, I skipped it already, like seven through 12 or whatever shows a few different locales of like, even just drastically different color landscapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so one thing that always kind of like is the concern when you get a new location is like, how drab does it feel? in that one location. And this feels like it's not going to have that problem where it's like, that feels so drastically unique in these like different branches of maybe this is all in the throne world, but they're like, you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for. Almost like projected um, spaces within that, that are drastically different locales and environments and just kind of like climate weather and stuff like that, that, that I think is, is exciting to, to, to see. So it's basically uh, yeah. Sabaton's metaverse. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yes. Yeah. Of like multiverse and metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> Those words are being thrown around. Right. It's funny. Uh, another thing I noted was at like the 33 second mark ish, there's this like, I don't know if this is an emote or some sort of gameplay mechanic. I can't tell. There's this Titan that does this weird thing. He's got this glowing white. Oh, and his eye causes the to the bridge to appear. Yeah. So is that like a true sight thing? It might be. I I think that was one of the cooler things. I think that came out with the shattered, exposed realm thing. Whatever that activity is, this 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 uh, season was getting those kind of buffs that allow you to to see. And that was something that we got in Taken King, right? Where there's these, you had to pull out your ghost and they would expose these bridges that would appear only once you got like really close in proximity and like you unlocked a bunch of secrets that way. So I, I'm totally down for the more exploration, more secrets that we get, I think the better. And that's kind of what I interpreted is like, maybe you get like a boon or a buff that reveals bridges and these like rock jumps that you have to do to get to other kind of secret locations. So that that's what I interpreted. It looks cool. Yep. That's what I'm thinking too. 
another thing I pointed out was at the like 40, 41 second mark. Uh, there's this Titan. He's fighting a, another like void knight guy. And a void Titan takes his sentinel shield and he like slams it down and it like summons like a barrier in front of him. So I'm right. thinking, is this like a void 3.0 sort of thing that we're going to see? That or they've actually changed how you you pull out your barrier for that's maybe true. for the void. But it also it looks like it is the void shield that he's using. So maybe it's like maybe it's like a special mod that you put onto your barrier that allows you to to kind of slam your shield down. And so it's got like better properties than just like we'll call it like the kind of standard kinetic barrier that you throw up now as a Titan. Like maybe it's got void properties where it like absorbs damage or something and Maybe maybe it supplies your your super energy or something like the more damage it takes, it gives you super energy or like it, it, something kind of cool like that. But yeah, it definitely neat looking to see. That'll be pretty neat. Uh, another thing I pointed out, kind of like the 101, 102 mark. There's these and this could, could just be the way the trailer was set up or whatever. Maybe this is part of the story mission. But there's these there's a warlock hunter and Titan and they walk up to this ghost kind of just hanging out. Uh, one of the hive ghosts. And I'm wondering if maybe there's going to be like, we're going to find kind of like dead ghosts, but we're going to find like hive ghosts throughout the Savathun's throne world. Maybe. Oh, okay. So it's like, as uh, like in kind D1, like where you defend, yeah, 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 the collectibles, that'll be, that'll be how you get your lore entries as you find all these dead ghosts that are maybe, maybe they're still searching for their hive to, to reawaken or they like, they tried to bring back a hive and it didn't go so well. And so they're just like, aimlessly drifting that's a yeah. cool idea yeah which would be cool and sadly now that i'm looking back on this trailer it looks like the ghost is hanging out in the shot right before that it looks like the ghost is hanging out next to a dead knight so maybe that's just a the ghost that's just like a normal gameplay thing but it would be cool if there were like you know secret ghosts hidden, hidden throughout the world like that speaking, um, speaking of the hive ghost thing i saw a great reddit post that someone's like one of the one of the hive ghosts should be voiced by peter dinklage <laughs> i think savathun's ghost should be voiced by peter dinklage that would be great that'd uh, be hilarious did we ever get like an explanation as to why the scorn were using stasis and the shattered realm stuff of this wasn't that, wasn't that zivu arath gave them the okay ability? Them, okay okay, okay. I, I think so i think that's the that makes sense. lore explanation um I also interpret it as like you got to have some enemy diversity. Like when you're in Europa, I'm so glad that they had the Vex and the Fallen and then they oh, eventually yeah. added the Cabal. Like just shooting the same enemy type over and over again, like I would be so sick of damaging Hive because that's that's definitely something that I felt that um, the Taken King kind of also had the problem of where you're just kind of killing Hive and and Taken take yeah. the whole time. Um, but again, that was that was a brand new enemy type. So it was still very exciting to get the Taken as an enemy. Mm. Um, but uh yeah no i'm 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 glad that we're getting uh more than because it it looks like this is a pretty expansive world that we're going to get to explore mm -hmm. um and if it's if it's anything in like kind of the same size as europa and just kind of the expansive like i i'm excited and i excited to see multiple enemy types just to kind of keep it interest there's also some theory that i read that they think that everyone everyone thinks that we're going to get a, a scorn raid that it's not going to be a hive raid. It's going to be a scorn raid. And that's going to be what, okay. what Zivu Arath is using as like the main kind of uh, enemy type. So I, I don't know what the basis was. I don't remember if I read it on raid secrets or if it just on destiny of the game. I didn't, I don't even remember like what the context for what their justification was for thinking that, but 
it is kind of a cool idea. We've never had a we've never had a, a scorn raid before, so it'd be kind of cool. That would be cool, except for the fact that I think the scorn are probably my least favorite enemy to fight. Yeah, personally. Yeah, I mean, we get like unstoppable or overload screams, which that makes me kind of want to vomit a little bit. Uh, But I could see that turning into a thing. Yeah, I could see that, too. That would make sense. I mean, do you think? Okay, here's a question for both of you. Do you think Zivu Arath could be the raid boss, potentially? I think I think. I. I don't know. I'm wondering if this is going to have a lot of parallels to the Taken King where maybe we defeat we in air quotes defeat Savathun uh, yeah, as like the, the campaign true form will be the final boss. That's that's kind of my hope because I think that that was kind of a neat way to handle the way the Taken King, Taken King was was like even the the name of the level regicide is awesome, right? You you defeat mm-hmm. you think you defeat him and then he like take essentially takes himself and so you have to like fight him in his own ascendant world, uh, which is awesome. And I and I think with this, it's like we're already in her throne world. Um, so I, I, you know, all bets are off. I I hope that this is going to be focused on Savathun. I hope by the end of the by the end of the the expansion, I don't want this to be over because that's I think the biggest problem with Beyond Light is the whole Aramis conflict was concluded at the end of the Beyond Light campaign. And I like I wish that there was more Aramis stuff as the as the seasons went on. But it's like, nope, no, we're done with her. She's uh, an ice statue now uh, forever. And (laughs) and like, yeah, I kind of don't want that. Like in one level, it'd be cool if Savathun was like the raid boss. But I wouldn't be disappointed if you kind of defeat her. She goes into hiding like you think that maybe she's dead. Um, and then the raid boss has nothing to do, and that's why it would be like scorn based. It has nothing to do with Savathun. But then, as the as the expansion goes on, maybe two or three seasons from now, the story focuses on her coming back. We have to spend a lot more time back in the throne world, and then that's where you actually finally like finish her off, kind of like a like kind of a, and that gives closure to the end of the expansion because that that's kind of how it feels right now. Is like we have this Beyond Light where it started off really really strong. And each season kind of feels like it has something to do with the previous season. But like now with season of lost, it doesn't really feel like it had anything to do with the beyond light start. And like, no. there's no connection with Aramis. And that, that always feels like a problem we've had. Every single expansion is the cap of it. Doesn't really conclude the expansion in any like meaningful way. And I I'd like for them to do that. So it feels like there's some throughput throughout the entire year that we're playing this expansion yeah well i thought forsaken concluded the um expansion pretty well you know you kill aldrin and then there's kind of a tease as to like the dreaming city thing and then you kill riven and that's over you know right but that was still all concluded within the first season like it oh would be yeah, cool. yeah, yeah it would yeah, be cool yeah. if in season of opulence there's something that you do that kind of ties back to the beginning of forsaken like some some kind of story resolution that just kind of again felt like there was some throughput throughout the entire and this this kind of i will say beyond light did a pretty good job with like season of the hunt with zivu roth and her cronies or his cronies her cronies uh and then kind of how that leads into season of the splicer and how season of the splicer leads into season of the or i guess we'd season of the chosen first like there was mm-hmm. some some semblance of like a connectivity between each of them much better than we had during like Shadowkeep and certainly 
uh, with with Forsaken, like those even felt more disconnected where it's like, here's just, uh, you know, the enemy of the week sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I really want there to be some kind of throughput with with how it feels, how intense the story is getting in like the direction that our character is heading. I, I would love a little more of like a comprehensive throughout the entire year. There's an overarching kind of like series of events that somehow the ending is not really concluded until like a year later. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree because it was weird. You know, season the hunt, chosen, splicer, lost, all connect very well. And beyond light, everything from beyond light was just scrapped, including the deep stone crypt right. and all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff there that you know I right. think people really wanted to dive into. But yeah, at least compared to Shadowkeep, at least the actual story quality has been right. far better than oh, Shadowkeep yes. story stuff. Yeah. I think the one good thing from Shadowkeep's storyline was, um, say, 14 story missions, and that was it. Yep. But yeah. everything else was, was a disaster. But yeah, the story is good. Um, one more thing I had from the trailer was Savathun, at the like end of the trailer, like the 118 mark, we see her chucking a, a Nova bomb, which is yep. you know pretty normal, right? Dive, have the light now. Um, but I can't remember any time we've seen her use anything besides Nova Bomb yet. So I'm curious. I mean, I assume she's probably going to have all three subclasses, but I don't think we've seen her. I think we've seen her do the Nova, Nova Bomb thing before, but I don't think we've seen her do uh, anything else. It's an interesting observation. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Okay, I'm I'm going on to the the crazy speculations that I hope I'm wrong <laughs> yeah, about. Sort of thing. Maybe, maybe each season she gets a different uh, light subclass. So this first season uh, she's all about the void fragments. Yeah, she'll get fragments and aspects. <laughs> she, she has to unlock. <laughs> it's not until the next season when, because you know we're unlocking Void 3.0. So she's also unlocking Void 3.0 this season. <laughs> Next season, when or the season after that, when we get Arc 3.0 or Solar, then she's all about the Dawn Blade <laughs> and and the throwing knives and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, it's a valid point. We've only seen her draw from the Void, but you know, it almost makes sense if you're going to have Hive using uh, using light abilities. The Void seems to make most sense. Although we've seen the the Hive enemies use all three different. And mm-hmm. element types, but seems like maybe her. She 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 seems like kind of a warlock anyway. So you know, I'm, I'm so okay too. with that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious then. You know, if she's only going to use warlock stuff, or maybe she's going to have access to like every subclass from every class. Like maybe she pulls out a golden gun at some point, which would be kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like <laughs> no, like could she ever? Do you think she's going to like pull out her six shooter and just? <laughs> I'm just imagining her like firing from the hip, doing like the fast fire fan uh, or fan fire. <laughs> yeah, dude. What if? Oh man, what if in the raid you walk into her like boss room and she's floating up there and she's wearing Celestial Nighthawk and you're like, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm curious about. Is so I I loved the idea of Mask of Bacchus, where we're actually like essentially wearing what feels like kind of. Someone pointed out if you wear Mask of Bacchus and use the uh, the lament, it's like you're like the closest thing to like Leatherface because you're wearing like the skin of a fallen and then using a chainsaw. Uh, I, <laughs> I would love I would love the idea of the exotics that we get in in this season are basically like exotics that the hive were using as like 
ways to uh exacerbate their their light abilities yeah. so like they have like kind of like the bone Bones aesthetic and... to them yeah, yeah i would love it but like but the actual like the basis for them is they were exotics that were like kind of crafted by hive weaponsmiths as exotics to accentuate their high like their light abilities that they unlock like i think that would be really really cool to get exotics sort of themed around that um where it's like yeah or or you will maybe we'll get some some uh uh ornaments that are like hive themed so we do get a celestial nighthawk but it's all covered in bones or something like that like yeah. that you can see that being like because it, it I, I of course i get the feeling that this particular season since light or since void 3.0 is coming out first if we are going to get any uh ornaments or new exotics it will probably be stuff that's kind of geared towards void based subclasses because i feel like that's going to be kind of the hot thing to play around with this season uh so that's kind of what i see like maybe nezarek sin will finally get some kind of like a new ornament or or uh orpheus rigs for hunters will get some kind of you know ornament that's like bone based or something like that all, all i'm saying is i i hope we get a lot of aesthetic stuff that's like themed towards like kind of the hive because now that we're now that we're we're actually beating hive guardians so to speak that we get to wear their their bones as like an ornament i think that would be really cool that would be sick i also think what if like the hive wore like human stuff that would be or- cool yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. One of, one of the neat, this is kind of a side thing, but one of the neatest things from the D2 vanilla cutscenes is Gaul's uh, right-hand man had the uh, Tarantella hunter helmet as like an ornament that he wore as like a necklace. And so all the cutscenes he had like that exotic as like he just had it like around his necklace as like a trophy from like some hunter that he killed during the Red War. And I always thought that was like really cool. Um, so I, I would love to see something like that where it's like, yeah, the hive, the hive are like stripping us of our exotics and using them against us. Um, so it'd be, it'd be cool to kind of see that like actualized in some way. That would be super cool. Um, do you think the hive are going to use stasis? Mm, Maybe that's another, maybe that'll be one of the expansions, right? They, they start using like, because they've learned to harness the the Right. Yeah. yeah. It well, and it'd be it'd be a good opportunity and excuse to go back to Europa, right? What if one of the seasons is like, oh, now that the hive have the light, they also want stasis, and so they're going to Europa trying to like do what we did, where they commune with the the darkness and they go to the pyramid oh, ship and all that stuff. It's not dead again. You have to kill him. Again. Oh, Aramis. Yeah. See, and then Aramis yeah. finally comes back. Maybe that's and, where Aramis. Comes and, back. and we and we shatter dive her ass once and for all. <laughs> I still can't believe we didn't shatter diver right there. I know. I know. It's such a missed opportunity. I agree. Obviously, they're, I mean, I think they're going to have her come back. I would know, like that. Leave her there. Yeah. So, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's part of Savathun's plan is like she's going to bring her back and make her an enemy that's like all warped and twisted. Like, uh, I'm kind of hoping for the crow to be like turned to the other side. I could see that. The crow I, to be what? turned yeah, oh like a joint instead of for us. yeah, yeah that would be so I interesting i could see that with the whole savathun showing him his past and stuff yeah, yeah. speaking Fun. of I, I i i what we have what basically four weeks left until the end of the season 
Uh, so presumably we're going to get a wrap up like in the next couple weeks yep. of kind of this story arc. And I, yeah, I really hope that we get something, some like revelation. There's a lot of theories that someone's going to die because the, the spoiler. Oh, someone's like, definitely going to die. hundred percent. They even confirmed yeah. that. They're like, Who? yeah, you're right. About the oh, really? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so during, during, um, the third or yeah, the second expansion of destiny two is with that spoiler alert sidearm came out and the the flavor text for it is someone is going to die and sure enough in the next expand or the the expansion we got forsaken is when Cade died and so everyone's like oh they predicted that and so since spoiler alert came back as a random rolled weapon everyone's kind of interpreting that as like okay someone's gonna die again yeah um, i thought it was a valor right because he's on nothing like on any of the, of the <laughs> I, I or hope not because that's the only voice actor that we've had consistently besides uh, oh yeah right that yeah. like I've been watching I, Fringe and he's on that show and it's been super weird for me. Kings of all his voice, yeah. indeed. Yeah, I just love that he plays this game and like has yeah. raided in the past and he's That's so cool. Yeah, I would love to la- to raid with Lance Reddick. Yeah, and me with that be. Yeah, right, I think I had one more question about this is kind of a stupid question about the trailer, but um, so there's that cool statue of oryx fighting akka in oh yeah which is pretty neat and i was just kind of wondering what the significance of that is because you know that's not savathun's thing so i thought maybe the reason that statue is there in her throne world is kind of like a recognition or like a thank you for oryx unlocking the power to take because eventually savathun got the power to take so maybe that's kind of like why it's there yeah i think it's like well because like they didn't they even kind of like they would fight each other as like kind of a show to keep each other like powerful and yeah so it's in a way it's probably almost like respect to her brother okay yeah 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 the, sure. or or it could yeah i mean it, it there's a lot of things to interpret fundamentally it looks awesome uh it does. <laughs> yeah it's like it, it's about the 23 second mark by the way if anyone wants to see it where the titan's like thrown down the bubble and there's just like it looks like dozens of thrall are, are swarming. A lot of thrall, yeah, that looks awesome. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a. I mean, just from like an artistic standpoint, that's like gorgeous. Um, and it looks really really cool. And and yeah, it could just be paying tribute to because you know even in in the Taken King when you're exploring the Dreadnought, there's like statues of I think Savathun in there too, and and Zebu oh, Roth yeah. and and things like that. So it could just be, you know paying homage to your it's like having pictures of your family in your house that's kind of probably what i interpret this as like seven is like oh yeah here's a here's a picture of my brother vanquishing a giant worm god you know no big deal (laughs) on on the topic of that being so awesome there are a lot of cool what looks to be like really cool set pieces yes in in this world you know it looks like there's a lot of cool distinctive like places or rooms or anything like that like cool stuff's gonna happen like that the statue is a very cool backdrop for what looks to be like a thrall onslaught. Like that's going to yeah. be a cool moment in the campaign is what I'm guessing, which is, seems, yeah. seems super well, cool. Well, and even, I even, should say, what were you I saying, should Robert? say that, uh, after watching all of these and going through all those campaigns and everything as somebody who studied architecture, the fact that after like some thousand of years, the best architecture we could come up compared to those guys is the tower. I am deeply disappointed in the architect <laughs> of the future. <laughs> That's a good point. The tower's not, you know, I'm not an architecture person, but the tower's not very attractive. 
Yeah, but that was like that had to be assembled as like a defensive position to protect the last city, right? Like they weren't. I don't That's think. True. I don't think aesthetics were the first thing on their mind, Robbie, when they were putting it together. <laughs> That's a fair but, point. But you're right. It is. It is pretty bland and looks very like just kind of industrial. But it does look functional as a a tower defense against the darkness. Is it though? It's so <laughs> messy to get from here to there, and there's always somebody fixing something. So yeah. <laughs> It's funny, but no, but but to to go with what you're saying, Scotty. Yeah, like so. Right after that 23 second mark, when you go through like second 28 through like second 30, where you see like your your theorized deepstone crypt, you get a lot of flashes of kind of almost what looks like part of Nessus, and then it almost looks like yes. there's like a lava world as well. Like yeah. yeah, super excited about the diversity of of what looks like landscape that we're going to get to explore. Um, because as much as I like Europa. And and I will say it does this effectively, that sense of just like frigid, miserable cold, like gets kind of it, it like wears on you after a while. So getting yes. getting these like multiple locales in what feels like almost multiple planets in one location is very exciting. Right, here's yeah. my theory. Lava world, Savala against the crow. Savala is like, stop, Aldrin, I got the high ground. <laughs> he jumps you over him and like destroys him. Yeah. And then, and then Sabaton, you know, we thought that he's dead. Savala thinks he's dead, but Sabaton comes and picks him up. And then we get Dart Crow and he's working for there now. Ooh. Oh, no. Yo, so like, so like an, a hive ghost brings him back and it'll be, you know what? And yeah. that'll be the one that's narrated a, yeah. by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. That came from the movie. So we're going to get rid of Glint or whatever, and then we're going to get Dinklebot back. But it'll, yeah. be, it'll be it'll be it'll be evil it'll be evil Dinklebot, and oh my gosh. and he'll get to say that wizard came from the moon, and it'll be great. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, all all the cringe like packed into one like thirty second clip. It'll be great. This will be, yeah. be. Um, but yeah, dude, dude, there's just so many cool like places in this in this trailer. There's a uh, one at like the Oh, shoot. I just lost it. It's like the one minute, four second, one minute, three second mark. Um, there's like this, there's like a bunch of acolytes in a circle all like holding up their guns and they're like right. worshiping, I don't know, the warm gods or whatever in there. That looks like a cool place too. Um, yep. Man, just, there's a lot of very cool locations in there. Yep. Everything looks very expansive and exciting and like it kind of looks like we almost have like a hub world that'll kind of maybe transition us to each of these like different aesthetic places too. like because you kind of see that like I almost want to call it like a courtyard area that looks like kind of recurring between and maybe that's like the portal world or something. Regardless, uh -huh. it all looks really cool. All right. So with that in mind, uh, thank you guys for uh, that's about all the time we have. Today. So thank you guys for coming on and uh, talking with me as usual. And thank you, audience, for streaming this wonderful podcast uh we'll see you guys all next week yeah, bye talk about exotic nft weapons there. oh yeah there you oh. go <laughs> no, but they they didn't uh what's it, one of them explicitly tweeted and said we are not doing nfts <laughs> so. i know it's just it's a crazy thing but i know <laughs> okay i'm glad they're not doing NFTs. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good to hear anyways uh we'll see you guys next week yep ciao you can put this voice recording away and go on with your life, because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days.
want to further the discussion, get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found in our podcast description.